Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is the 7th of June, 2023. It's, uh, it's just after 1 o'clock p.m. as we record this on a Wednesday. In our new studio, too. Afternoon, we're in the new studio, which is why we've been dark for a couple of weeks as, as the move was made from East Broad Street to uh, the brewery district here. We have a sweeping panorama of Kroger here in, in the new building. Uh, so come knock on the door and see if you can get in. Uh, uh, Kyle had a tough time getting in uh, today. Uh, but that is Kyle Robertson, the strikers with us. Of course, Bailey Johnson, uh, our former fine crew beat writer, has uh, has has left the, the the Columbus Dispatch, and she's on her way to be the new NHL writer at the Washington Post. Of course, we wish her all the best, and uh, they keep on just coming through. And you and I are know just that still she's here. Gonna, yeah, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, that's Kyle Robertson, the strikers with me. We're still here, as is Patrick the Podfather Flaherty. So. Uh, the ship chugs along here uh, for good or ill, choppy waters or calm seas. And uh, today, a little later in the program, Tim Bezbachenko will be joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to have the president and general manager of the crew on. He's got his thoughts on any number of subjects, including uh, Miami's uh, pending signing of Lionel Messi. Uh, uh, so we'll talk crew with Bez and, and other things. And uh, uh, now we'll start off with... Just a quick recap of, of the time that, that we had on hiatus here due to uh, – it took Patrick a long time. He doesn't have a great set of tools. It took him a while to put the studio together. Hey, did you help him? I, I, I didn't. You did. That's why uh, I, I stayed out of the way. I know my place when it comes to uh, – actually, I got an excellent set of tools. Yeah. But, but anyway. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left – Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The crew, Kyle, has bounced back. Uh, Things are looking very dark right near the end of May, including a loss to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in Pittsburgh. What a beautiful stadium that is mm-hmm. on the Monongahela River. Um, kind of reeling. It lost their way. They, you know, even their uh, impenetrability at home was, was punctured, um, uh, but rebounded the last two yeah. weeks. They had a couple home wins, 3-2 uh, to two over Colorado on the 31st and 4-2 uh, to two over Charlotte on the 3rd of June. Um and and uh, I don't know your your thoughts. It, it's it seems to me like new regime, new system, some injuries, lots um, of injuries. Yeah, they had they had some momentum. They lost it, and now they seem to be getting their traction. And it was sort of like tread water while you have to. And it seems like they've done that. Um, you like the way they look moving forward here. I guess is the question uh, of the day. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think they do. They finally have, I think the last two games kind of figured out the offense and how to get everyone kind of involved. You know, for a while there, you had Cucho not really kind of helping a whole lot. I mean, he was he was given assists and everything, but, in that, you know, now he's got a couple goals under his belt. Uh, an incredible goal um, the last game, you know, that awesome finish. But, you know, I, I think they're in the right place. I think they're waiting probably for a couple guys to – to kind of get back and kind of uh, maybe uh, add a, a player or two. And, uh, but yeah, I think they're, they're going in the right way. So I think that, that, that stretch there at the end that, you know, the game against Cincinnati was rough, you Ooh. know, just the way how it kind of ended with, you know, the goalie play and everything. But, you know, I think they've, like you said, um, kind of got through the, the tough part of, uh, you know, playing, what do, we, what do we say, eight games in, in like a month? 25 almost? days, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully they've, they've got it figured out. And, and you know, um, it's, it's still, we've talked all year, it's it's a young team. You know, I know they got some guys that have been around, but overall, you know, you're relying on some really young guys mm-hmm. that kind of really help the team. We'll see what, what uh, Tim Bezbachenko has to say yep. about that in a moment. The crew with the two victories uh, move up to fifth in the Eastern Conference standing. So they put that cushion back below them uh, and above the playoff bar. They're 7-6-3, uh, 33 goals for 24 against, so plus 9. 6-1-2 and two at home. That's um, good. Yeah, 1-5-1 one, and one yeah. on the road. Uh, that could be yeah. better. Uh, but they are protecting they are protecting the spaceship, yeah. so... And there's changes are coming, you know, as guys draw back into the lineup after injuries, et cetera. And we'll see. There, there may be some acquisitions uh, forthcoming. Tim doesn't really get too close to that, but he does give some indications. Here in the next little while, the schedule decompresses. Coming up Saturday the 10th, uh, the crew is at Chicago. Old rival, the fire. And then on the 17th, they're at New York City FC. And then on the 24th of June, uh, they're back home against Nashville. And, of course, um, fresh in their mind will be the 3-1 to loss at Nashville on the 28th of, of uh, May. Um, so, so there it is. Uh, schedule decompresses. And then after they play the Red Bulls at home on the 1st of July, they're at Miami on the 4th. And uh, there could be a, an announcement forthcoming there. And then the transfer window opens on the fifth. So well, they, they got they got to go three and four in that stretch, man. They they played out of the four games, three of the inners at the bottom, Chicago and you know NYCFC. You know those are your three you know teams at the bottom of the of the Eastern Conference, and you throw in Nashville, who is sitting you know um, behind Cincinnati. You know, you, you got to expect them to to try to get a couple, uh, especially uh, you know on the road. You know, like you said, the road record hasn't been stellar. Um, so maybe it'd be an opportunity to bank some three points on on the road. And Cincinnati continues to yeah. roll on, uh, number one in the Eastern Conference. Um, and uh, let's see, where are they? In They're the overall number yeah. one overall. So, yeah, uh, leading the sports should say twelve one and three. Yeah. 12-1-3, and they're starting to score now 26 goals for um, differential of 11 and 9-0 and at home. So the, They're rolling. Yeah, they're rolling. And joining us now is uh, Tim Bezbachenko, the president and general manager of the crew. Uh, Tim, I'm here in the studio with Kyle Robertson and Patrick Flaherty. He's already had a fine before this even began for dialing the wrong number. Hopefully the rest of the show will go, go better, and I'm sure it will now that you've joined us. By the way, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, no, it's always good to join, Mike. Appreciate the coverage from Kyle. Happy to be on. 
The first thing I wanted to ask you about was, you know, you had a stretch there recently, one, four and one, I think by my count in MLS play, and you throw in a loss to Pittsburgh in the U.S. Open Cup. And things were looking pretty dark near the end of March. And of course, Kyle is always prepared, comes in and says eight games in 25 days, four, three and one in all competitions. How do you view it? You view it like you got through a tough stretch now and you're coming out of it? You know, we want to take a step back and, and understand that we have um, we're, we're obviously transitioning this year and trying to achieve a couple of our goals. First is, is, is obviously bringing in Wilfried and the coaching staff and, and, and making sure that we can implement that style of play and all that that means. And, 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 and it's not going to be perfect from day one. And so continuing to evaluate, even during these rough periods, looking at the underlying data and, and how the games were happening, how they were occurring, if, if, if we were still making progress with what we want to achieve in style of play. And and during that period, despite the results, we felt like we were getting somewhere. I think it was incredibly frustrating because we felt like some of the games did not accurately reflect the results did not accurately reflect what was what was the game that was being played on the field. But that's that's our game. That's football sometimes. So we have to the soccer and, and, and how do we um, find better ways to execute uh, so that we can we can either score more goals or, or or prevent more goals. And so, I think during that period, obviously you had on the injuries and, and and they compound each other. But we knew that if we could just get through this this period of congestion, which is just to be clear, that the most congested I've ever experienced in my career, which is a result of the League's Cup, which we'll leave for another time to talk about, but. You know, we knew that we can grow, this team can grow throughout the year and, and continue to learn. And I think that process, and I know it's sort of overstated sometimes and cliche, but, you know, we want to focus on the process and make sure that throughout the year we have a system that we can, that is, that has, you know, when we have, when we have success, we can continue with that, but we can also fix the failures and, and address them so that we are getting better as we approach. The do, you, do you feel that way right now? What are your underlying t- numbers telling you after, t- uh, you know, 16 games, 16 games, two wins coming off two home wins. But what, what's your, I mean, when you sit around and evaluate, where, what, what do you come up with at this point? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're leading, we're, we're near the top of the league in a lot of the metrics that we're looking at, right? Our ability to possess the ball, um, and our our style of play, we're trying to focus on ourselves and, and make sure that we're dominating the game through the way we want to play. And so teams are reacting to us, and it's clear in the numbers, whether that's possession percentage or we're by the, the numbers of players we bypass in possession, our our ability to get in the box, uh, penalty box entries, for example, is very high. Um, so when you look at just you know the 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 the, the metrics. Um, they they they're consistent with what we're seeing, which is a good sign. Um, and then and then obviously we want to we, we we need to make sure that we're 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 good in the back and our ability to uh, even though we are getting forward with numbers, this where we could be vulnerable is 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 is, is in the counterattack and, and when a team plays sits deep on us, which they're they're doing. And, and if we have an inability to break down their low block defense and then they hit us on the counter, I think that's something that we're going to continue to watch and evolve throughout the year. Um, and that's probably one of the most difficult things to do in the game uh, is to break down a low block. Uh, a lot of teams in MLS um, do you know choose to play that style of play either because 
they don't have the players that can possess the ball or because their coach prefers that style of play or because it is effective in Major League Soccer, this Red Bull chaos, uh, wins, kick, kick everyone that, uh, create chaos and then score a goal through transition. I mean, that's what a lot of teams do. So what we're trying to do is focus on our process, the way we're playing. And we feel like the underlying numbers, uh, suggest that we are trending well and that we're getting better. Now as a GM, I'm, I know that every morning after you make breakfast for your wife and children, that you, you stare at your roster and, and, uh, start thinking about, uh, the, the, the market and how you can improve prove the talent on your team or, or bolster uh, positions that m- may need some help. Is there anything new coming down the road? And of course, all crew fans are familiar with the fact that you've been conducting a worldwide search for probably a center back for quite some time now. Where do we stand? Is there anything coming soon? Is there anything in the July transfer window that uh, fans can be looking forward to? Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're always looking to improve the team, find competition at all roster spots. And, and you're right, that center back position is, is one that we've been looking at, um, you know, since, since the, the primary window closed. And, and we feel like we're very close. In fact, we're, I would expect, uh, one to be completed in the next few, uh, weeks. Um, you know, if we can get everything across the line. Um, so, uh, excited to to continue to augment that along the back line, that position to allow us the flexibility to play, whether or not we're playing three in the back or five in the back or maybe four. Um, it gives Wilfried the tools to, to be flexible. And uh, obviously we brought in Malte Admundsen, we brought in Gus Vallecia, um, who have helped, and then we've seen the progress of, of Phil Quinton. But we've also seen that, that some of these players maybe aren't ready uh, to, to play consistently across all styles of play and at all uh, against all teams in the league. So that flexibility is paramount. And uh, this new player that we're targeting, we feel like can really help us uh, again in the, along the back line, prevent goals, but also the way we build out. So there, I think we're close there. And then we're looking at other positions. We're talking to teams uh, daily right now, as you said, looking at my roster and, and myself and, and East Tall and, uh, uh, Neil McGinnis, we're, we're scouting, looking at players and talking to teams to see, you know, what kind of changes we can make to, to, to make this team better. I just have two more before I throw it to Kyle for a couple. And one is, um, your re- reaction to the, uh, Tim, what's your reaction to the, the messy news that, that is just breaking over the last 24 hours? Yeah, I, I have a take, um, which I communicated internally to my, you know, to whether or not it's the it's ownership or, or <laughs> uh, my take. My take is, is I think it's, 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 it's a great thing for our league overall, um, to create, you know, global credibility and awareness on what we're doing in Major League Soccer. I think, I think it's, it's important as this league, which is still relatively young, that we take a step back and understand that if we want to be a top league in the world, which, which we are, uh, I believe inevitably going to be, we're going to have the top players. We need to have the top players. And then he's literally the MVP of the World Cup and, and, um, arguably the best player of all time. And for him to, uh, to come to Major League Soccer, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a pivotal, it could be, it could provide a pivotal moment, much like back in, I believe it was 07 when Beckham came, uh, created a designated player role for him, uh, to, to really start to differentiate rosters would allow teams to go outside the best talent that is that is that is out there in the world and what you're starting to see is some of those players choose MLS as the way called their their league of choice and I think Messi doing that is very good now competitively it will make Miami better no doubt uh which hurts us in theory in the Eastern Conference um but but I think you know um you know you got to keep a big perspective on things and 
I think we're just frustrated that he, you know, they've already, we've already had the home game <laughs> where, where our fans would have, have liked to see right. him. Until uh, my fourth game is going to uh, be nice. Play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think he, the, the, the window opens July 5th, so I don't think he'll be able to play mm. that game either. So that's actually a good thing for us. But maybe they'll unveil him. Uh, you know, uh, you know that that night to, yeah. to the state to the fans in the stands, that'd be cool. I got a quick question for you. You're kind of talking about like big news and kind of things that like help the league. You as a GM are 16 uh, games into the season with the new Apple partnership. Uh, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, kind of from a from GM, kind of like, do you, do you think it's good? Like, has has the feedback I, been good? Yeah, I think I think the Apple deal is a game changer for us. I think. The ability to have um, the ease of access globally, not just in the United States, but in Canada, Mexico, and then across Europe and Asia. My counterparts and people I speak to globally really appreciate the one-stop shop for all things Major League Soccer, all the way down our pyramid MLS Next Pro. So first and foremost, everyone knows uh, what Apple TV is. You can go watch Ted Lasso or uh, whatever show you're watching, and then right below it is MLS Season Pass. And it's just so easy, and then the way they've curated and created the pre-match shows and the, the wraparound show and the 360, which is neat, where you can watch multiple games at once, I think is, is, a, is a huge step forward for the league, and I, I really enjoy watching it, uh, to be frank, because we haven't had this level of coverage in Major League Soccer since the beginning. So uh, I think it was novel, innovative in the way that we were the first league to go out there and go uh, full, fully over the top um, rather than on linear. Um, obviously we have a few games that will be, but, but the access all through Apple TV isn't very good. Now I think it's still year, Kyle, it's still year one. Right. The production is the, 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 the sets I think are, are next level. They're clean. I think our talent is very good. I think some of our analysts that are on are, are new and, and they're still learning how to, um, talk about the game while it's happening and how to break down plays. And, uh, uh I think that's, that still will evolve as we all know. That's something that, that takes time. And then also there's some, some things that with the camera shots, the production, missing, missing key plays and key moments in the match we don't want to see. So as a GM, when I'm watching a match uh, and, 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 and they don't um, show the entire player, they cut away to something that's, in my opinion, extraneous to what is happening, a key moment, then that's frustrating. But again, that's, that's knowledge of, of the camera crew and, and the people in, in, that are producing the games to continue to improve, and we'll sit down and talk to them, saying, hey, you're doing this right. You need to do a little bit this, this more, right? Or, you know, don't, don't cut away. When some, a player scores a goal, don't cut away from him while he's celebrating. I mean, these are just things that if you're watching the global game, EPL, Bundesliga, they, they have years and years of reps, and, and I think we need more of that, uh, which I think we'll get. Right. And just one quick question about that. Um, you know, MLS is now more of a national broadcast. You have different uh, people come in to do the play by play where, uh, you know, baseball, hockey and even basketball and even uh, MLS last year had more of a regional crew where you had the same voices kind of doing the play by play. Do you think the crews, you know, information and history and just basic knowledge of the team is lost by having more of a national uh, play-by-play and analyst than, you know, uh, Jordan and Neil, like, um, from last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neil and Jordan Angeli and, and, and Brett, that crew, and we love them, and they, the way that they knew our team really helped tell the story and the narrative in a, in a more meaningful way, I would say, and our fans got to know them. So I do think that there is something lost by not having the local the local crews, but I, I, 
I think it's it's outbalanced and, and outweighed by the benefit of 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 Apple um, and their entire production behind it. Um, I think they have done a good job and they have tried to pick a certain talent groups of talent that are are it's sort of broken down where they're following certain teams more so than others. So we've had the crew. Um, one group more so than others. So they're starting to get to know our team and they're doing their homework and we're still giving them access to our coach and to our, our front office before the game so they could have the notes ready. So I, I do think, the, you know, it, it, I, I, there's no way I could say that it's the same as having your own crew, right. but I think MLS is in the, and Apple have done a good job in the talent that is there to get to know the teams and, and the way, and, and the talent that we have, I mean, they're following Major League Soccer. You know when, uh, you know, if it's Sasha Klushkin or, or, or Bradley Wright Phillips, who actually played in Columbus, like he, he can talk about Lucas right. because he has played. And, and, and those little elements, I think, help mitigate the, the, maybe the, the damage or the, the, the void that's left when, when we lose our, our, local, uh, our local crew. It's been about five months with uh, your new coach. How's it going? I mean, just from your perspective, you know? It's been... Um, educational inspirational um it's been um foundational can i just throw those words i mean we're trying to build something wow we're trying yeah i mean i think the way that he sees the game is consistent that's why we brought him in with the way we want to build our pyramid and our player pathway from our academy with mark nichols and kelvin jones and the crew too with Corey, uh ray and, and and there has to be a common thread common language in our curriculum that builds from our, you know, starts at sort of U11, U12, all the way to the first team. And we felt, I felt like it was a little in the past, it's been siloed, either because it was geographic, where the academy was not training in, in, at OBETS with us. But now that we're at the Ohio Health Performance Center, we're under one roof, world-class training facility. And I, I believe that we have a, clo- a coach and a coaching staff that, that that can help bring it all together, and 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 so that's why I say it's it's foundational. Um, and then the way he, he he treats people, he he wants people to become their best selves, their best play. You know, and he's willing to have a hard conversation and um, and address whether or not that's a young player or with our our, our designated players. And, uh, he hits it directly. He hits it early. He hits it often. Right. It's consistent message. Doesn't matter who you are on the team. And I think so. Uh, he's trying to inspire. He, as, as he says, to use his own words, he's trying to make this an emotional. You know, have emotions. Right. Get people to stand up out of their seat. And, and he wants to be attacking style. And he wants to uh, play the game on the front foot, as he says. And, and I think that again, we're not there. All the we're not there by any means, but we're making progress. And so. Five months in, I think we're, we're, we're on track in some ways, maybe a little ahead. Okay, that's, uh, we're two minutes over the yeah. 15 minutes, so that's a fine for me. Uh, Tim Bezbachenko, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your time, and best of luck. Uh, maybe you'll have some news for us over the next 48 to 72 hours. <laughs> that would be great. Well, thanks for having <laughs> yeah. me, guys. Appreciate thank you. It. All right, peace, Tim. All right, take care. Bye. Well, thanks to Tim Bezbachenko. Thanks to the striker, Kyle Robertson, per usual. He talked for hours, couldn't he have? Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't a time limit, and uh, I went to, I did go two minutes over, yeah. but uh, I don't think that was my fault. No. That's it for this week's edition. As far as the beat position goes, uh, that's pending. Not sure. For now, what's happening is we have... You're going to cover the team? We have people rotating in, um, including Adam Jardy, who's covered the team before. He's our Ohio State basketball beat writer now, but he has covered the crew before. 
um, and Brian Hedger, um, who has uh, who's who's been plugged into Crew Games, and just beware whenever Hedger covers a game. There Something, will be yeah. a thunderstorm, yeah, yeah. yeah. or yeah. a wind shear, or yeah. uh, weather delay. Yes, there, there, he is the human rain delay uh, like at, at the lower four times. Yeah, last it's, year? it's unbelievable. The one was bad last year. We'll be soliciting uh, the the opinions and, and thoughts from 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 the crew, crew beat writers yeah. who are on the scene intermittently or otherwise, and uh, we'll, we'll try and weave in some more guests as well. So now, Patrick's giving me a hard wrap it up signal and that's what i'll do please patrick the podfather flaherty kick us out of here just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left listen to where secrets go to die the disappearance of Derek hennigan From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.